I did a bunch of hello takes that I hated, so I decided to pretend I was opening an ASMR channel. What do you think? Do I have a career? Let me know in the comments. Please like, comment, and subscribe. Welcome back. Today is Pop Quiz, my semi-regular, semi-irregular pop culture roundup. Excited to have on two very special guests. I'm going to introduce them in a second. So strap in and, you know, prepare yourself for dialogue on the level of ultimately academia and higher education. Testing one, two. <laughs> I think we can start. Okay. Also, okay. this is the second time we've recorded your podcast and I'm menstruating, right? <laughs> like a moment's away, yeah. Wait, but what I don't get is I'm also moments away from menstruating. This is weird. I don't know but how this happened. But all summer we've been perfectly opposite. Yeah, you're n- I I'm never you're on your cycle. You're menstruating when I'm ovulating. I know. I kind of feel like you and Nadia synced up too. But did you ever Is hear this that? the summer of just syncing up? It might be, but did you guys ever hear that that's a myth? The syncing up? No. Yeah, I, I have heard that. It's not heartbreaking? Seriously? How could it be a myth? We just proved it with you two. <laughs> but um, like, haven't you been around people and... They've had their period and then it's but see, I think started it's, yours. I think it's just chance and then like you really want to believe so you're like, oh my god, we are singing. We just want to be like women are connected. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Do you think that uh, you'd have multiple periods on on a planet with multiple moons? Like on Saturn oh, or heaven, wow. like a Oh my god. I don't know if that'd yeah. be like a beautiful thing or actually just a nightmare. A nightmare. Okay, everybody. Okay. Welcome to Pop Quiz. My semi Regular, semi-irregular. Is it quiz because we ha- you're quizzing people like us if we know about this? Um, maybe. It's mostly just because it sounded funny because I needed something with pop in the name. Okay, I love that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're here today to talk about really the most important news mm-hmm. and all the most important things in mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just going to be going through each of the most important things. So I'm going to start us off. Well, first of all, let's introduce the guests. We have um, returning pop culture expert, Avi Bonerji. What's up? We have friend of the pod, been on the pod, mm. currently texting or taking additional I notes. was just writing Eilish to clarify Billy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we see we have new pop culture expert, Michelle Uranowitz. Hello. Oh, wait. I'm going to close the window. I'll do it. Okay. Avi's going to close the window. Um, I thought I'd start us off with just some quick hits of kind of a little temperature check of what's going on in the culture. Yeah. Mm. So first is that Oprah's name is actually Orpa. <laughs> I saw it. I saw the tweet. Wait, what? She was born Orpa. I love Orpa. It's I better. think I prefer Orpa. Likewise. Actually, I think it's a name from the Bible, which I'd never heard before. Wow. Because when I Googled Orpa, uh-huh. it was like some biblical figure, I think. This feels like a like a Mad Men type revelation where she's mm-hmm. been living a lie since she got back from the Korean War. She spoilers for Mad Men. That is a Mad Men. I've actually never watched Mad Men, but that somehow <laughs> stuck for me. <laughs> I got what you were saying. Yeah. Um, anyway, somebody found out on her Wikipedia page that she was born Orpa, but everybody pronounced and switched the P and R. And they mispronounced it so much that she was just like, fine, I'm Oprah. So this has just been in the public record? That's fucked up. It's really kind of it's funny. It's fucked up though. that she can't go by her real name. What if she just did a huge rebrand to like Orpa? I, Orpa's favorite things, Orpa magazine. I would love that. I'd subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Oprah's favorite name is Orpa. Mm-hmm. Joe Rogan got COVID. Yes. Right. We love to see it. Well, 
Although oh, he's, I, I he's really, fine. I mean, I didn't really care about that. Yeah. No, I, mean, I, I also, didn't either. I also don't care. <laughs> okay, moving on. Moving Great. Right along. He, he's he's doing the thing where he's pitching the the dewormer, ivermectin. Oh yeah. So he's got a big platform. He's saying that stuff, but he was the fear factor guy. Yeah. So and he's like pooping out worms. Uh, yeah, I guess Isn't so. Isn't that what ivermectin does? I didn't really look into it. I only sort of half looked into it, like I'm ever doing, but um, apparently the worms that you're shitting out, part of that is your intestinal lining. Yeah, it's not actually mm. worms. Not it actually just looks worms. like worms. Mm. Okay. Okay, hot girls are bringing whole milk back. Right. Oh, okay. Right. I'm into that. I think that I am into it, like, in theory, but uh-huh. I still like oat milk better than whole milk. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so. Well. Matt Damon's daughter got him to stop saying slurs. Oh, right. Right, yeah, It's yeah, been yeah, a while yeah. since our last pop culture, so I just had to dig yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was a good one. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are still going strong. Mm. That exists, I think, completely in the virtual world. Yeah. Like, they never exist. They don't exist. <laughs> yeah, they don't real. exist. They're not the real. T- no. Just the fact that he's, like, recreating a music video just proves to you that it's all just screens within mm-hmm. screens. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I'm a supporter. Yeah, me too, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about them. Really? Yeah. T- tell me about it. Yeah. I think I just feel... I was really into her and... um. Her baby A-Rod? daddy. Who's her baby daddy again? Mark Anthony. Mark Anthony. Oh, Mark, oh, Mark Anthony. Anthony. I, like, I kind of, I'm here for Mark. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Was, she, was okay. he a little too small potatoes, That's though? what I'm, like, I feel like he got, I don't know. Yeah. Wait, what's the, oh, Benifer. I was like, what's their nickname? Benifer. Yeah. I, I but mean, I feel like Ben and Jen actually make the most sense to each other. One thing that I like about it is that, um... I, I like anything that gets Ben Affleck more paparazzi mm-hmm. coverage, mm-hmm. Um, even though I think he's probably one of these guys who calls the pop on themselves. Yeah. But have we talked about that funny Ben Affleck story in the pop before? I think we have. Okay. Just to make sure, we're talking about Ben, we're talking about paparazzi. Right. Yeah. Really good. But uh, he, he exists solely to be like, like every single picture that I see of him triggers me to hear uh, Sound of Silence by, by Simon and Garfunkel. When Should I, we put that in right now? Yeah, because he's always just doing a looking off in the middle distance vibe in his picks. He's always smoking or just like gripping some like a tall Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, I feel like he's a really tortured man and Jennifer is also like tortured in her own way. And is so she I feel tortured? Like they, For sure. I mean, to I mean, do what she does fit. on a daily basis, you have to be tortured. Fame to, like, is a nightmare. Get on or you Super have to Bowl be like stage. sick in the head. Well, I think every single celebrity, especially ones that are Oh my like, god, someone just texted me. I got my period today, so now we are in sync. Whoa. Spooky. Whoa, 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 you guys, whoa. everybody's in sync okay. right now. We gotta now. go get some scratches. Are you, hey, are you listening? Are you in getting your period right now? We gotta yes. get some scratches after this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, yeah, we might need to see where the 5G towers are going up. And well, I was gonna say, this is also, isn't that pop culture? Like... How's the 5G working for everybody? Oh, mine's absolutely <laughs> blasting. Mine is not blasting at all. I'm disappointed with 5G. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Um, but it's I because feel- you got Pfizer. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think that a recurring... I mean, based on my notes and some of the stuff we've already talked about, I think a recurring um, theme on today's pop quiz, and maybe all pop quizzes, is that... Um, America's in decline. Uh, well, certainly that. <laughs> but that... Uh, fame is a is a monster. Mm-hmm. It's Pandora's box for your own personal life. And Ben Affleck was famous at a young age. He was cozied up to Harvey Weinstein. Um, 
and probably it probably warped his brain. And same with Jennifer Lopez. Like she's been hot since she was in her twenties or whatever, mm-hmm. and so now she has to do fucking sit-ups like Patrick Bateman every morning for the yeah. rest of her life. Yeah. She does seem like she does sit-ups every day. Right. And it's just, it's gonna, that's, it takes a certain level of psychosis to keep that up. Yeah. It's kind of relevant to what my newsletter is this week. Mm. Right. Kylie Jenner and Jennifer Lawrence are both pregnant. Jennifer Lawrence is pregnant? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and hasn't she with... been pregnant a few times now? And that, like, people are like, oh my God, she's pregnant, but she just, like, she, she has actually, a body. She had a couple pumps. <laughs> no, no, she confirmed it. Oh, she did. Actually, I don't know. She did. It seems kind of... Wait, how do you know this? I just found this out. Um, well, I listened to a <laughs> show called Celebrity Memoir Oh, they talked about this? <laughs> he was a guest on that podcast yeah, recently. I was. Check it out. Check, check it, it out. out. It's um, behind a paywall, but check it out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And also Olivia Munn, which we might well, be getting we'll into. we'll get into that. Yeah, no spoilers. Okay. Okay, moving on. The Matrix is being rebooted. Yeah. Yeah, I have I have some some notes in general about reboots and uh, the mm-hmm. colonization of our memories by Hollywood. But I will say, <laughs> I feel <laughs> like you're about to, to like bust that. out a deck, a slide deck. No, but I was just thinking about stuff that we have consumed recently. Um, Space Jam Two. I don't know if we talked about it on the pod, but Cruella as well. Oh yeah, um, so bad. But just in general, like everything Disney's done with the live action shit. And, uh, I actually on my on my list was that Billie Eilish became a Disney character. She Wait, did? what? Yeah, for her new concert to nobody at the Hollywood Bowl, it's like interspersed with her as a Disney character. Uh-huh. She's like a cartoon. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's with Disney Plus. Dude, she everybody's such a sellout. Well, there's such <laughs> there's also this weird thing about that I see on TikTok where just like cute young girls are becoming fucking DreamWorks characters with mm-hmm. their faces. That's a, t- that that's a TikTok filter. Yeah, I mm. hate that shit. But uh, I don't even remember what we were talking about. What was the... Reboots, the colonization of our yeah, memories. Yeah, but what was the specific one that we launched into? The Matrix. Oh, this. so that said, the, the Matrix, I feel like, is the only one that can uh, that I'm actually looking forward to, in a way, because... It's about how everything sucks and it looks unreal. Like yeah. looking at, um, everyone talks about how um, Keanu looks great and preserved, and he does, but he mm-hmm. still looks kind of like unreal. Like anyone who's like aged and hasn't aged looks a little fake. Dude, yeah. watching, st- one thing about getting older is like watching celebrities age. Yeah. I feel like when you're younger, it's not that you don't see old people, you see them all the time, but you only know them as old. So like, I don't think you really appreciate the process mm-hmm. of getting older. And like when you start getting older and you see people that like were really young and spry and now they're like definitely older, mm-hmm. it's very haunting, I find. This is what was why watching the Friends reunion was so haunting. I just watched Till Death with Megan Fox, a, a summer hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was that from this summer? It was, I think it just came out recently. I don't know about that one. She wakes up handcuffed to her husband who shoots himself in the head. Whoa, huge spoiler. <laughs> Wait, is that just in the beginning though? Um, yeah, it's sort of in the beginning. Okay, that's not really a spoiler. That's probably <laughs> in the trailer. It's in the beginning enough. That's probably in the trailer, But right? she, her face looks really wild. She's not even that old though. She's not. So now we're seeing, now it's like the era of women who whose faces were filled at like 24. Ooh, right. she was born you in know? 86. That's but that isn't that old. I know, I was born in 86. It is old. <laughs> oh, God. You know, I've taken his age to heart. Yeah, she's more offended by my age. Than 
<laughs> it's just, it's aging me She's a little like, bit. Do you know what it's like to date someone who's 35? <laughs> Literally, you're bringing up our mean age, our average age. Yeah, but I make up for it in, um... We'll edit something in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Christy Carlson Romano's YouTube is going absolutely off. Okay. So curveball, I know Christy Carlson Romano because my brother, my brother was literally in the Broadway Kids with her. Oh my god! This is like huge, huge underground. Like I don't like if any of your readers know what the Broadway Kids were, what that would that? be wild. It was basically a bunch of children who were actors. One of one of whom was Jesse Eisenberg uh -huh. was in it. Christy Carlson Romano, uh, Jenna Ushkowitz. Who's that? She was in Glee. Okay. Um, but anyway, so she, Christy Carlson Romano was one of the Broadway kids. Okay, what's the tea? The tea is that she's... Ooh. Ooh, I'm in a pregnant pause. <laughs> well, say more about her YouTube and we'll learn more about her. Okay, I'll read you the last few titles of her YouTube channel. Yeah, okay. just go, go through it. My 9-11 Story. Mm -hmm. How Katy Perry Got My Record Deal. Mm -hmm. Why I don't have famous friends. Same. What my celebrity bullies taught me. How I lost all my money. Same. Why I don't talk to Shia LaBeouf. Same. La I mean, that, that should tell you enough about Christy Carlson Romano. <laughs> okay, I don't think I need to. Okay, well, the person who tweeted this says, Christy Carlson Romano is absolutely pumping out the clickbait right now, and I am clicking! <laughs> and everybody in the comments, this tweet went, like, baby viral, and there's, like almost 10,000 likes and almost 100 quotes of people being like, this channel's actually good. Like, she actually answers the question. Like, she does, she delivers on the, the titles and apparently she's very, okay, but they were selling it to me and then I watched it and I was really bored. <laughs> yeah. To be fair. I will say, I do appreciate celebrity YouTubes as a thing. Like, um, watching Will, because celebrities don't even know that they're complete alien creatures. Mm. And they're also just so hyper aware of their branding. So them as YouTubers is an interesting sort of uh, like sociological experiment. Mm -hmm. And so watching her do like a full made up uh, exercise walk where she's talking about like the specifics of her trying to get a record deal despite having like just a fleeting interest in music. And That's the format of the channel for yeah. those listening. She, she, was she goes on... She goes on like a workout walk. She's always in workout wear, wear mm -hmm. a full face, like on a walk through LA as somebody films her talking. I mean, she did want to be a pop star, I think. Yeah. She really... Or, or she, well, she wanted to be a musician, but they pushed her towards pop stardom because mm. it was 2000 whatever. And she was a Disney kid. You know mm -hmm. what this strikes me as though? Is it's like... She's writing, like, what headlines she wishes were being written about her, right? Because yeah. it's like nobody actually cares about Chrissy Carlson Romano goss. Mm, not but with she's the, uh, like, not with the she's like, counts, here's so. all the gossip. Like, I'm getting yeah. it to like, you. Like, they've been waiting for this, and I need to get it out there. Or it's like she, yeah, like, these, she's, like, answering questions that, like, an interviewer who was really curious would ask her, but she's just asking them to herself. Yeah. But honestly, like, it's kind of a good idea. I mean, someone who grew up being called a Broadway kid you know, probably thinks they're important. Yeah. I mean, she actually doesn't seem... Um, she was also she Kim seems Possible. Kind of, she seems she kind was of Kim Possible. Adjust, well-adjusted, I'd say. Yeah. And like the little bit I saw. She didn't strike me as like really annoying. 
I would be interested in her 9-11 story since she was tied to the clandestine services as secret agent Kim Possible. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. What really happened? People said that she's pretty like sober and honest mm. about these topics. Yeah. Mm. There was a, so there, if you're interested, check out the channel. I mean, maybe Chrissy should have been in the gossip headlines, although it sounds like she doesn't want to be, but she kind of does. She does. You do she's, and you don't. Okay, Everything about her life out. is antithetical. Well, she also understands something about the world, which is that you need to put content on YouTube. There's going to be a future YouTuber president, for yeah. sure. So I do oh, remember sure. her mom kind of being, like, like, very, like, cut and dry. So maybe she gets it from her mom. Yeah. I mean, if I was a child star, I probably would have been awful. Mm, you never know. Mm. Okay, wait, so you have tea from her being awful as, like, a child? This just Like is... a teenager. Okay. Was she on Even Stevens at the time? No, that was post-Broadway Kids. Mm. So it was a... It was that a really launch, changed her. It launched her career. <laughs> okay, she was we never have an anti-Christy <laughs> member of the pod. Yeah. Okay, anyway, that wasn't supposed to be a big topic. I just wanted to... I felt like we needed to do it. It's fine. we got to sink our teeth in some of these. Um, okay, last couple. CBS is doing a new show, new show called The Activist. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. In which, quote, activists go head-to-head in challenges to promote their causes with their success measured via online engagement, social metrics, and hosts' input. Those hosts being Usher, sure. Priyanka Chopra, and Julianne Huff. Who is Julianne Huff? Her brother was like on Dancing, Dancing with, with the, the stars, stars, and she was like a Hollywood r- reporter. I'm sure they had like a nepotism. So I can't believe they call them reporters. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> anyway, we're. By the way, for anybody listening, this is just this was supposed to be my speed round. We have like larger topics to yeah, discuss today. Yeah. Okay. We do, and we've yeah, already wasted crazy, a lot. Of time. Crazy, crazy choice to start with the speed round. I feel like you end with the speed round, right? Really? Or is this like a warm? Is like stretching and then it's we kind get of into a war- the yes, yeah, it's kind of getting our brains okay. going. Okay. But it's you a know dynamic what? I'm stretch. taking all feedback. I'm okay. Taking all feedback. <laughs> you can cut it. You can chop and screw it in the edit. Yeah. Okay, so we each have two things. We're gonna go round robin. I'm gonna start with my first, which is Lord's Return. Oh. Now yeah. this is a, an artist who did come back with something different and new. Mm-hmm. And people are mad. <laughs> they are. <laughs> well, have you? Okay, first of all, have you seen the kind of like. The Lord rebrand? Is everybody aware? I I am and I'm not, you know? Like, I know about yeah. the yellow dress, and that's yeah, really like it. The yellow two-piece. The yellow two-piece. The yellow two-piece. Of course, that's by Kalina Strada, by Yeah, the way. I know. Apparently, it sold out in minutes after the of course. Solar Power music video dropped. Cool. Okay, so Lord, Lord disappeared for a few years mm-hmm. after... What was her last album called? Don't know. I forget. The first one was called Royals. Pure Heroin. <laughs> <laughs> first one was Pure Heroin. Second one was something with an M that I'm forgetting. But then she was gotten. Those were both like, you know, the Lord's original kind of look mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and personality. Came back very sunny. Mm-hmm. She, every single photo and video and interview I've seen since her return, her stomach is showing. Mm, I think yeah. that's, for some reason, her stomach is like a really big part of the rebrand. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> she does drama. look like she's been working on her abs. Yeah. She's definitely been working on her abs. Like she came back, she came back like thinner. She looks like she's been on a beach for years, relaxing and just like talking about how it's great to like be offline and enjoy the sun. Ugh. And can't relate. I cannot relate. To I that. simply can't relate. This is in fact, of- like that's been a real big summer thing of just like being offline in France. So she was just on the cover of Vogue a couple days ago. She's on their September issue. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, naked on the cover with, like, flowers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
So I feel like there was some drama on my Twitter feed about like people have been like annoyed at the Lord rebrand. Some people have loved it. Some people are like annoyed. Like they're saying like, like, you know, read the room. And then someone on my feed, the reason I even Wait, saw that... Wait, what do you that, mean, read the... Like, what does that mean, though? Like, the world's in turmoil. Oh, I see. One, that, that tape. And you're, like, running I around on the beach. I thought you meant, like, just... don't look so hot. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, and, well, honestly, that might be part of it. It could be part but of it. But somebody was, like, everybody... You guys are so... Like, somebody tweeted about how people were hating on it, saying, like, you guys are all so cranky. Like, just let someone be happy. Like, you're just jealous or something like that. And it caused, like, more debate. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking about it, and I think, like, the simple explanation is that, like, of course, people are envious, which I think is, is, I mean, like, Lord is rich. She, like, took years off. Mm -hmm. She was just, like, relaxing. And she's, like, singing about how happy she is. And she, like, looks different mm -hmm. in a way that I, you can tell she feels beautiful. I'm not going to say that I think she looks beautiful compared to before. I think she's, like, a very interesting-looking person in general. But, um, but so that's one explanation. People are just jealous. But I feel like the, another explanation, which I feel like is a little more nuanced, is that I think that there's something annoying about the fact that this rebrand seems to, like, reinforce a really boring, like, goop-like idea that, like, happiness can be found in, like, A, having, like, the wealth to, like, take time off and, like, enjoy the sun, be sun-kissed, lose weight, like, look more beautiful according to conventional standards. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very wellnessy, mm -hmm. and it feels like she's presenting... And I, I don't know if this is what she intended. Yeah. I don't have, like, the most philosophical reading of her album. But I think it's coming off as, like, oh, back when I was, like, moody and I, like, looked a little more unconventional and I was a little more, like, scrappy and edgy, like, actually, I was really unhappy and all I needed to do was, like, assimilate into, like, basically, like, goop culture and, like, look mm -hmm. at me now. Now my abs are always out and mm -hmm. I I'm, like, more at peace than I've ever been because I left L.A. Right. And it's a little bit, like, it's a little bit reinforcing of, like, an annoying idea. Yeah. I think that's why people are irritated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and right? she's yeah, and her merch where she's selling yoni eggs. It's a little too. Goofy. She's selling yoni eggs. No. Oh my god! If she were, <laughs> I was about to that. leave. See, I think the thing is, is that I think that like probably her album is a little bit anti the goop stuff. Like she's mm -hmm. taught, she critiques LA a lot, and, and she critiques um, like materialism and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think that. Um, I think that people are disappointed. I, I actually feel pretty neutral. Like, I'm, like, happy that she's happy. Like, I'm not really emotionally invested. I was just trying to, like, no, you, analyze. you're deeply affected by this. I can see it. <laughs> well, it's you? just, like, people, yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing celebrities talk about celebrity culture. It's just, like, I don't really give a shit. Well, and I'd all, I wonder... Celebrities who talk about celebrity culture oh, 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 or oh. materialism. I mean, but they have, like, an inside scoop. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes I think it's interesting to hear celebrities talk about like Hollywood because I'm like, mm. give me the give me the goss. Yeah. Sure. But I mean, I'd be curious to hear how this relates to the songwriting she's doing. Has she talked about like her process? I mean, and she how did that's it with changed? Jack Antonoff. Yeah, I think that's my that's my thing is just no more Jack Antonoff albums. Oh He's God. a little bit taking over the music industry. Yeah, he really is. I I I, I can't. I think that, okay, here's, yeah. the thing that I, I think is happening with Lord is also kind of what happened with people who've been disappointed by Billie Eilish's makeover. Yeah, I was going to talk about that, actually. Which also reminded me of Claro. This is a much smaller musician, but we just saw her, like, perform on, like, Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. Yeah. And she went, 
she had she she had this she used to like only wear like hoodies on stage and she was very like unkempt and mm-hmm. it was kind of like her look and now she's very like feminine she's wearing like a good dress with like like a really like an ornate strap it was very like feminine nostalgic looking yeah it was tiny and I found myself sort of disappointed by that rebrand mm-hmm. and I think that like maybe all three of these figures they were sort of like going against the grain and presenting like a different ideal aesthetic ideal. Mm-hmm. Whether or not we need aesthetic ideals, we should probably, like, try to divest from that whole value system. But I think people appreciated that they were, like, offering something different Mm -hmm. or, like, maybe more inclusive. Like, hey, you don't have to look like this. And it made people feel better. And to see them sort of, like, assimilate towards something else, even when they're saying it's making them the most happy, it's probably kind of disappointing. Maybe the problem is just the way that we think about things now in a social media age. Like, would we be, like... Uh, what do we think of Picasso's rebrand? Everything is blue now. <laughs> it's like, what is a rebrand? Like, what is a celebrity yeah. rebrand? I don't know what the fuck that and means. And I think we are more, con- I think we're more interested in women's rebranding than men. Yeah. I think that's like a very real thing. Like, we're obsessed with women changing their looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a way that we, like, we're not worried about Sean Combs now going by, you know. P. Diddy. P. Diddy or D- D- Diddy. Is it Diddy now? <laughs> I don't know. No, you know, he's, like, no, we he's, he's like he's love or something. Isn't he something love? But I would be curious, like, I, I'd be curious for for these people to be, like, very, like, talking about, I think what's fun is we can play with aesthetic. I mean, we were literally talking about our fall haircuts. So, like, yeah. I think there is something to be said about, like, playing with aesthetic. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the problem is is that we look so much to celebrities to, like, determine, um, like, aesthetic norms mm-hmm. too much. Like, there's way too much emphasis on these figures. And obviously way too much emphasis on aesthetics in general because of, like, Instagram and TikTok and stuff that, like, it feels really important when, like, they change because it makes it feels like it's going to change the culture somehow. Whether, yeah. it's, whether right. it will or not, it's, like, a feeling we have. Yeah. You know? An aesthetic, and it's like, is what's the difference between aesthetic and like emotional well-being? Like she's, she looks hot and feels good. You or know, it's like, like how Billie Eilish like went completely the other direction and was like, actually now I'm happy and everybody's like, wait, <laughs> <laughs> this is like we're projecting too much on these figures. Yeah, I think that's like the most valid argument for like literally leave these girls alone. Yeah, because yeah. everybody has to go through this process. But, like, the problem is that we put them on this pedestal and therefore, like, what, sh- what could just be arbitrary, like, girls discovering themselves becomes, yeah. like, shifts in culture. Mm-hmm. Totally. Anyway, I don't know if we have much else to say on, on Lord, but I thought that was kind of an interesting one. Yeah. Also, I watched her 72 questions on Vogue. And she's kind of, she's, like, super sweet, but she's, like, very kinda humorous. Boring. Yeah, I, I, I felt the same way. She's very just, like, had, like, almost no clever answers to Maybe any of the questions. Maybe she's just on SSRIs now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am. It certainly helped me and in my well-being. And it cut well-being. out all your humor. It cut out all my humor. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it can make people a little more, like... Flatter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe... I don't know if she was ever really known for being funny, though. I think in the yeah. questions she says, I'm not a funny person. Yeah. Hmm. There was an irony to Royals that was... I love that song. It's oh, a good song. It's a good song. It's, it's a classic. great song. All right, is it Michelle? It's your turn. <laughs> okay, but one oh, of our okay. things is a crossover, yeah? Yeah, so it can, is a crossover. So we can just do that as one thing, which is good because we're short on time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so mine, my, I actually wrote it down as John Mulaney, who knew. Right. Because I didn't know that he had a drug problem. <laughs> Wait, have you not seen his stand-up? I have, but has he talked about it before? Yeah. yeah he talks, he about, talks about being, being sober. sober. Oh, okay. I think I knew he was sober, but I didn't know he relapsed. Okay, should we go over the quick timeline? Because I, I wrote it down Please, please do. Jesus. Okay, I'm not going to go through all of these. Okay. But, okay, so last fall... After 15 years of sobriety, he relapsed mm. on alcohol and coke. So He's... after an initial stint in rehab in September, he relapsed after hosting SNL in late October. For the Halloween episode. Yeah. And then began an unexpected stint on Late Night with Seth Meyers, a job that Seth Meyers gave him to try to give structure to his day and keep up his sobriety. And then he relapsed again. So then in February, we hear that him and um, his wife are divorcing. And in May, we hear that he's dating Olivia Munn. And then now they're saying she's been she's been pregnant since April. Oh, my God. So, right? There's some sh- a little bit of a shady timeline. Yeah. And then I think the other details that I found out somehow um, are that Olivia Munn, even when he was with his fiance, was that his ex? No, his wife. His wife. His wife. Yeah. Of seven years. Oh, okay. Wow. When he was with his wife, she was hitting on him. Yeah, you want to hear the quote at Seth Meyers' wedding. Yeah, exactly. Okay, this is the quote from Olivia Munn. We were at a wedding together, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, do you and your fiance want to have go go have dinner or something and go hang out?" The actress recalled at the time. At first, it was cool, and then I kept going out to him at the wedding, like, "So are you having fun?" I was just so obsessed with hanging out with him and talking with him. Huh. Mm -hmm. And then when he his relapse (laughs) went public, she tweeted like, "I'm there for you, John," or something like that. So they weren't to... Something about all of this feels a little icky to me, if I'm being honest. Yeah. It's well, like, do you think it's Do you think it's a responsible decision to have a child after getting out of rehab? Well, sometimes they say you shouldn't even, like, get in a relationship when yeah. you're going through, like, right. rehab. Yeah, I mean, so it seems like maybe not the... I don't know. I mean, I think, like, the... The thing that strikes me about the whole story is how overblown the reaction has been. I know. And That's I what I was going to say. I think part of it is um, he has a really very affable... You know, he was like the funny pig character in the Spider-Man CGI nightmare. And he he his like whole thing is delivering punchlines like this. You know, it's like very old-timey comedian. He wears a suit. He talks about how much he loves his wife. Yes. And... And how they don't want kids. And how they don't want kids. And then he relapses during the pandemic, which ODs were way up. Yeah, I mean... Shit Mike, was tough. Michael K. Williams. Right. Which was another talking Was it an OD? It was an OD, yeah. Fuck. I know. Um, all his... All his, um... <laughs> All his, like, obituaries, like, talk a lot about his, his, like, lifelong struggle with drugs. Yeah. Yeah, and same with DMX, too. Yeah. It's been a fucking tough year. Yeah. I mean, I think what's, like, the kind of, like, meta story of this story is that, like, everybody's fighting about whether it matters mm. that, like, this happened. Uh-huh. You know, I think it's, like, this is what every story becomes now. It's, like, people react, and then we react to the reaction. <laughs> so it's similar to, like, the Lord thing, where yeah. it's, like, it's all very meta, but I feel like everybody's... You know, Gawker just posted a, a story called Twitter has a parasocial relationship with the word parasocial. <laughs> with John Mulaney as the header that? image. So I feel like everybody's obsessed with being like, maybe you should like get over this parasocial relationship. And everybody who cares about it is like defending why they care about it. Uh-huh. Did you guys watch the Seth 
Uh, I did. The, the interview. interview. Yeah. Was we, it weird? It was a little strange. Where yeah. he like announces that he's having a baby. Yeah. And it feels very like press release. Yeah. You that's, know? That's what I was hearing. So in the brief, tiny bit of research I did about this, they were saying that the, um, the interview felt like NBC doing some cover your ass shit where they're like... Make sure that you mention that you were sober during SNL. Right. Make sure that you mention that you had a job, uh, but you were sober on the job with Seth Meyers. Yeah. Yeah, he probably didn't like, they probably didn't like the narrative, like, relapsed after SNL. Yeah. Because I'm imagining, like, an after party. And in the interview, very much, like, glorified him being a parent, you know, and now we're expecting a child. and, And this narrative to her on, like, you know, Olivia's really, you know, helped me become a better man. Yeah. You know? It sounds unhealthy. Yeah. It's yeah. very press release. It feels like codependent. Which, I mean, which is what late night talk show is. Yeah. But usually, they, again, like everything that's fake, it just seems more fake now. To see two rich people in suits being like, so, I have a new, um, not a stand-up special, it's a baby, actually. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, and also, like, there was this, when they were talking, there was very much this kind of dynamic of like because there was an intervention that like Fred Armisen was at yeah it was, Meyer a, it was, was at. actually a celebrity packed intervention <laughs> which so, is so insane which like okay Fred Armisen which drugs are you not on yeah okay cut yeah. that yeah, I'm not trying that. to have Fred <laughs> wait Armisen. really this no, is, listen, we gotta have a little bit of spice yeah, on top yeah. of okay. this. Uh, allegedly, a friend of mine waited on him uh, a couple of years back when he was on SNL, and he was just like nine in the morning, like full red eyes under sunglasses. Yeah. But it's like, of course. Wait, but like I, hungover? Tweaking. But, oh, but tweaking. It, to go off what you were saying, though, like, it did feel like they were doing this kind of like press release and not acknowledging that they're both part of a world that made them. Or made him an mm-hmm. addict like right. this, you know, like, right. like Seth wasn't like, yeah, this show contributed to that, like mm-hmm. this, you, you know what I mean, like this industry we're in, which we really have to acknowledge, devours people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Michael K. Williams was a really, really good person. Yeah. I, I assume. Right. Um, and I think like the industry he was in just eats people's souls. For sure. Yeah. Like you were saying with celebrity culture, it's like... Yeah. Well, I was just reflecting on Juice World recently. And it's like crazy that just uh, how, many, how many fucking kids keep dying because they just get so much fame and attention, consequences. It's like how much more evidence alleviated. do we need that like it doesn't make you happy? Like yeah. all these people are Miz. Yeah, exactly. It's just like everything is everything is bad. I mean, everyone's miserable. Every, to be fair, everyone's miserable and these people are in like a very, they're the very fame, living very comfortable lives but like I think there's something to be said for like we need to start acknowledging like emotional yes. Priv- like not privilege, sorry, emotional health mm-hmm. not just like financial health. Like they're both important. Yeah. And a lot of Celebs, so take some time and do some self-care. <laughs> and also just like, ask, ask each other how you're doing. I mean, I, I think there's like a lot of like after the fact mourning and these things can be stopped before mm-hmm. it gets bad. Yeah. Yeah, but like it's so connected with our whole culture, right? Yeah. It's like how do you fix one part of it without addressing like the, the broader thing? thing? Well, I mean, I was thinking about that. I was reading a little bit about like why we care so much about celebrities. I actually interviewed like a like a scholar on this like a long time ago and ended up not using, not writing the story, which I'm really sad about. I wish I could find the interview now, but she was talking a lot about um, how we like look to them to like define kind of like moral norms and morals. And then also like somebody else was saying that we don't have like, we're not good at like differentiating between um, like people 
in our lives that affect us and people we don't know because it's like a new it's like you know it's weird new technology that it's allowed us to even know about people mm-hmm. we don't know mm-hmm. so sometimes our brains can't fully like differentiate between the two and so we care about you know to answer the question of like why do we give a shit about these random people it's because like we still think of them as like in our community for some reason and we yeah. still think of them as like the same way that like you would care if your friend was going through the situation you're like scandalized you're like wondering what it means about human nature, what it means about like um, people not being what they seem, yeah. what it means about like every other person we've had an assumption about that's like been wrong. It's like, I think that's why it's salacious, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not we should care about what random person's doing when there's like billions of people doing shitty things all the time. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think our mass media is a, just a big sociological experiment. Totally. That we're not really ready for like mm-hmm. you, if you ever feel moved by a, uh, a movie you're being tricked right it's yeah. tricking an emotional response out of you for the most part and that should indicate to you that um, you are vulnerable because you are not able to create the correct distance between yourself and like what's ultimately a flat mm-hmm. panel of lights mm-hmm. which I mean people want to do that it's like art right but I think that like we're not I think if there's something sort of bad faith, I'll be like, why would you fucking care about somebody you don't know? It's like, well, we do that all the time. Yeah. (laughs) We care about, like, artists or writers or art or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, I feel like it's just, it's draw to to draw a line at celebrity gossip and be like, this, you're not allowed to care about, and the rest of the stuff you are is kind of... Well, yeah. I was just going to say entertainers, too, like music, I'm speaking, like, to my own experience, but, you know, actors, uh, musicians, they evoke, like, powerful emotions out of you. Yeah. So it is... You feel like an emotional connection with them. Would you yeah. say that's parasocial? <laughs> <laughs> I also am, I'm like his his wife. I mean, his wife. I feel that Where is wife. she in all of this? I mean, he's now publicly in a relationship with someone else months after after their divorce and having a child. Well, it's not going to end it's well. It's not going to end well. He like, I mean, whatever. I mean, we yeah. don't know. It, it could actually be very healthy. Maybe that's true. <laughs> They're just like. It could- like, he's in the knitting now, and she's completely changed. Um, yeah. I mean, what I don't relate to is people getting, like, genuinely upset and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I, I, I still have a kind of an ironic distance. Like, I kind of care. Like, I right. want to know the goss, but right. I don't really care. Yeah, yeah. People are people are taking it, taking their own personal um, slights from men and putting it on John Mulaney. Yeah, mm-hmm, true, true, true. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you were supposed to be one of the good ones, but even all men are fucking yeah. just trying to ditch, like, the, the wife that's been there through your right. sobriety and all that and going immediately for the hot girl who was on the awful Aaron Sorkin show. It's all... Celebrities are all about projection. Like, we don't even... The newsroom. Oh, right. We It's all about projection. Like, we don't ever really know what's going on with anything. No. We just, like, project a narrative. Yeah. And that's it. That's what happened. We don't know what's going on with John. Mulaney. John? <laughs> what's going on? John. Wait, I was laughing because New York Magazine promoted a tweet about their, of a story called Who Should John Mulaney Be Now? And all the comments were just like, someone funny? <laughs> Literally the worst comedian. Don't get his appeal. Someone with a normal cadence to his voice? Maybe a little nicer? Who cares? How about someone who's actually funny? <laughs> Different. Me, Googling John Mulaney, da, da, da. Like, it was so much hate. Like, oh everybody's just, like, so anti Because right of the... Because he left his wife or because people are just mean online? I can't I tell. think probably just because people are mean online. <laughs> yeah. Or people... There's, like, a, a... Like, there's, you know, a very small group of people who care about this and everybody else is, like, everyone shut the fuck up. It would be so cool to just be a celebrity. Like, oh, that New York magazine piece about me. Let me just see how it's doing on Twitter. 
who the fuck is John Mulaney? Shut the fuck up, John Mulaney. Mm -hmm. Nice tie, bitch. And it's like, okay, I guess I'll just rehab or relapse. <laughs> I know. We really underestimate how that I feels. was really, I don't know if you noticed this in the interview, but Seth, Meyer's arms are so self-tanned. <laughs> like, so... Is he sleeveless? I didn't watch the interview. His Wait. sleeves are up, but he's got, like, a... Like you a think it's actually, like... Self-tanner lines. <gasps> okay, I actually don't know that we need to watch this. No, we don't, but I'm going to watch it Because, you know, episode. like, timing and all that. Okay, okay, okay. Let's move on. What's yeah. your... Wait, oh, my second thing was John Mulaney, so we'll just zip, zip right to your second thing, Avi. Okay. Um, Wait, what was your first thing? I didn't. I haven't gone yet. He oh. hasn't gone. Oh, you haven't gone. Right. Okay. So what's, what's yours? I think the thing that I wanted to bring up, which I think is an interesting moment online, is that the Blues Clues guy, Steve, came back. Yes. I, mean, I wasn't a Blues Clues guy, but I think it's for me the reaction to it. I watched the video, which is just an anodyne video tweeted out by the Nick Jr. Twitter account, which, why does that exist? Don't have kids who are watching Nick Jr. on Twitter. On Twitter. Okay, so what exactly happened for people who don't know what you're talking about? So, Blues Clues uh, was Talk a show, show. Um, for Children's children, program. where Blue, the dog, would help you find crayons and shit around your house. Um, there was a host. This is after our time. Like, this is after the our kids time. I babysat. No, I watched it. This was my time. This was our time. Bless you. Thank I you. feel like I watched, I babysat kids who watched it. Mm. Okay, well, we got a real Blues Clues head here. Okay, yeah, yeah um, we have every level So maybe here. we can get your reaction to this. But So I never really watched Blues Clues, but um, then Steve left and they brought in a, a different guy. He went off to be like in a metal band or something. I thought he was like a I, drug addict. I, yeah, speaking no, of I think sobriety, that was, I thought he was struggling with I sobriety. I think that's just a, a myth. A myth, an old wives tale. A, really? A Blues Clues myth. Yeah. Blues Clues host Steve abruptly left the show at the height of his career. He was 29. Rumors immediately began to swirl that he died of a drug overdose, was a drug addict, or was killed in a car. Yeah, see, it's all... F okay, anyways. Okay, it's all... Okay, sorry. None of that's true. Yeah. None of that's true. Yeah. He... Oh, one of the main reasons he left the show is because he was going bald. <laughs> and he didn't want that to happen on national television in front of his young fans. That's what he confirmed actually happened. Fair enough. <laughs> anyway, he um, did a... Like a two and a half minute video, he was like, Hey, I just wanted to apologize. You know, uh, a couple, like 25 years ago, I left abruptly and went off to college. And I want to say, You know, you and me, we've grown in a lot of ways. We've done a lot of things together, just like some anodyne bullshit that you get at HR meeting. Mm -hmm. um, and then everyone on Twitter lost their shit. Wait, what was the point of it? Wasn't he trying to get people to get vaccinated or something? Mm, no. I think he was just checking in. I think he in. was just checking in. <laughs> Which, honestly, I appreciate a check in. <laughs> No. More people should check in. To but he was probably paid, right? Oh yeah. I'm sure he was paid. But so like they pay to be paid for a check in. Then there was a bunch of sort of reactions on Twitter, which is like, one, let it be known that Steve from Blues Clues apologized for abandoning me before my dad did. Two, do you know how this is from a BuzzFeed uh, listicle, by the way. I apologize. Do you know how bad things need to get for Steve from Blues Clues to step in? Cry crying in the club right now, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 2021 is about healing. And it's just like, um, confirms this theory, this sort of um, theory that I've been working on and collecting data for, which is that the millennials are the worst uh, generation yeah. that's ever been, that we are all adult babies and everything is to make us feel like we're a safe baby. Yeah. Every single advertisement is for your ease and comfort mm -hmm. and for how you never have to cook again because anxiety is or tough. Or talk to anybody. Yeah. 
Steakums is doing check-ins, mental health check-ins. Everybody's like, drink water as if that's all. Drink water and um, check in on your friends. Mm -hmm. You don't have to respond to texts because if that's too much of a mental burden, then Mm -hmm. um, we're just a big baby generation. Granted, you know, we were shit all over by the circumstances of the world, et cetera, Mm -hmm. et cetera, but... We were made yeah, to be like babies. Yeah, like those are related. Those are related. They're very related. Right? It's like it's like sorry we arrested your development because the economy crashed five times before we, uh, before you guys hit the, the job market. But then it's just like okay, now we just have to deal with the baby generation and it's mm-hmm. just like. There's so many things conspiring to make the baby generation. Though, yeah. Because it's like tech coming to. Like, the, the, the era of convenience and right. the internet, mm-hmm. right. like, jobs being bad, and also, like, the, the mental health awareness mm-hmm. increasing, where it's, like, suddenly you want everybody's intentions and, like, triggers to be known. But, by like, everybody. not actually, like, supported or dealt with by a, a yeah. system or, or, like... Right. right. Every, every, <laughs> everything that's there to support you is just... Uh, Smoke and mirrors. Human resources being, like, we need you to get back to work. So mm-hmm. if you need, like, a day where we were, like talk about wellness or give you a discount on yoga, um, then we'll do that. But you need to chain yourself back to that spreadsheet. Um, And so this is just another, uh, sort of another little bit of information that is being fed into this grand unified theory. Yeah, they were like, Steve, we need you to talk to the millennials. Yeah. (laughs) Tom Hanks heard from his... Uh, handlers at the CIA and was like, you need to get in touch with Steve from Blue Shoes. <laughs> He's on a remote island. They dropped him and Chet in, um, airlifted him out, mm-hmm. and then in a black site in Turkey, he filmed this thing for the Nick Jr. Twitter account. Yeah. <laughs> the irony is Steve's probably doing really well. Do you yeah. think? Oh, yeah. He's probably doing incredible. Do you know him He personally? left at the height of his career, so he wasn't, like, demolished by the industry. Yeah. Although he was wearing a cap. And- in the video. So So the baldness did sort of. It stuck. It stuck. Have you heard of hymns? Yeah. Hymns. Or what was Roman? The one? Roman is a good one. Rogaine. Classic. It's a classic. Mm. And then there's Propecia. Mm. That's like I think the that was like the heavy hitter in the early aughts, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Or another thing I'm seeing a lot on TikTok, a little app called TikTok, uh-huh. is guys getting just like it's basically a toupee. But I feel like it has a like, new... but a, a bald with the hair on the side. Yeah, like they have like they shave it first, they yeah. have the top, and they have like they put some they sort of liquid, it, yeah. and it looks incredible. But I do have lots of questions. Yeah, I feel like that's been a that's been going on for a while now. But I feel like the joke was that like you could always tell from a toupee, but like these things look incredible. Mm. Yeah, and then there's like lace and hair. What's that shit called? Like um, a lace front? Like where you like <laughs> implant it? Yeah, it's oh. like what Joe Biden got in the 70s. He was just like the baldest. Hair plugs? Plugs, that's what Oh, yeah, plugs. hair plugs. Um, yeah, he was just like the baldest senator. And then one day he came and he's like, hey, uh, hey, Mac. And he's like eating uh, ice cream and his speech is slurred and now hmm. he's got new hair. Hmm. I do have to say that like the guys before they get the um, toupee uh-huh. and after... They lose like 20 years <gasps> in how young they look. Come on. I'm not even kidding. Wow. I'm not even kidding. Hair, balding. No, bald is beautiful. The guys out there, I know you, this is a, a lot of bald guys listen to this podcast. Um, hey, I valid. actually think it's a, it's totally, I think what, okay, what I would say is if I were balding, I would probably shave my head. Mm-hmm. Like once it got to a certain point. Yeah, I don't know the psychology of a balding. Uh, I'm yeah. sure that they have this desire to hold on to the hair that they have. I totally get it. Well, also with with but, being a guy, you have. I mean, 
depending on the type of guy that you are, you have to you have a very um, tenuous relationship with being uh, overtly vain. Mm. You know what I mean? You can't be like, oh yeah, whatever, I'm vain. But so shaving your head would be vain. Maybe. I don't know. Really? I, I have so much hair. I don't know how to even put myself in. Oh, mind. yeah. I mean, it. like you don't have to worry about that, do you? <laughs> um, uh, no, but I, I guess I would just say that I would shave. I would probably shave my head and just sort of embrace the kind of lack of hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, to each their own. Yeah, and then it's also like when is when do you when do you hit that point? Mm. Me saying that you look longer, what? Younger wasn't even meant to be a uh, judgment. It's just true. It, it kind of surprised me. It made me understand yeah. why guys are so afraid of balding. Yeah. Yeah. It but that's like your you. one thing. So I'm not too, I don't feel too bad. Balding? Yeah. Like. Yeah. I'm like, get over it. Yeah. Like. You're losing hair. Um, height. You ever heard of that? A lot of guys are very uh, touchy Yeah. About you're their right. Height. Oh, you're yeah. Right. Like, uh, shout out to all you 5'11 guys out there. Who are actually 5'8. <laughs> <laughs> My my dad and my brother just learned that they've been saying they were taller than they actually are. Uh-huh. They just learned. I'm like a little bit shorter than my brother. That's crazy. But I've been led to believe he's been like so much taller than me. Like four inches. Yeah. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone's a little shorter than they say they are. Mm-hmm. But the 5'11 to, to six foot jump is, is a big one. Saying you're 5'11 means you're 5'8. Mm-hmm. And saying you're six foot means you're 5'10. Mm-hmm. That's correct. <laughs> Well, you say you're 6'2", so what's your real height? 6'2". If you're, like, above 6, you're above 6. Doesn't your doctor think say 6'3"? No, I had a license that said 6'3", because I didn't double check. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay. you didn't do- say so yeah, you're just going to round up? Uh, um, okay. Michelle, what's your last one? Mm. We're on our- this is our final round. Michelle's last one, and then Avi's last one. Well, I have a few. Do you, should I just quickly yeah, spew just, them out and then you? Through. Okay. Yeah. So I had movie of the summer Zola. Oh, I didn't um, see it. Rihanna became a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, Crocs and mule culture really taking off. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the vaccine not working really changed the summer. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Quick hit. And then Cuomo. Yeah. We can't talk about Cuomo. Yeah. Can we? No. Mamma mia. And then for all the housewife fans out there, I was going to do a shout out to Erica Jane, the whole Erica Jane, Tom Girardi case. So can you explain to me who Erica Jane is? So Erica Jane is a real housewife of Beverly Hills. Cool. And she also sort of like has, she had a whole brand and had a a show that she went on tour with Uh surrounding her just being Erica Jane and just singing and dancing on stage. She's married to Tom Girardi, Uh known for the Aaron Brockovich case. He represented Aaron Brockovich. And he was for many years kind of known as like the, the people's lawyer, you know? Okay. Like the good guy defending the people. Yeah. Matlock. Yeah. Um, and then over the pandemic, it was it came to be or it came to be known that um, he was stealing money from clients who were never getting their payments or their settlements. Yeah. Oh my so God. like millions and millions of dollars. Do you remember that um, the plane crash, the seven thirty seven? It was in Jakarta. It was in, yeah, yeah, it, in the Indonesia. Indonesia. Yeah. Okay. So, like, uh, he represented a lot of those victims uh-huh. who never Ooh, received cons- their money. Um, oh. He represented, you know, people who were affect- – like, they were. Li- there was a guy living in a ha- – all of this information you can uh-huh. find in the documentary sure. Housewife and the Hustler. 
Okay, what what platform is that streaming? This is on Hulu. Okay. I don't think it's a great documentary itself, but you do get the details of the case. Yeah. So now the big question is, how much did Erica Jane know? Ooh. Yeah. And so, and how much of that money was funneled into her, you know, career and brand? Um, And what's really even, you know, what makes it even worse is that the newest season release was, came out like literally a few weeks after this case dropped, Mm. this case came out in public. Yeah. So now we're kind of watching in real time her dealing with the fallout of this whole case. Ooh, that's that's what the new the the next like Real Housewives season's about? This what we're like watching right one? now, this current one. I didn't know you're a Real Housewives. Yeah, I am. All mm-hmm. of them? Um really just Beverly Hills in New York. What's her what's her brand about? Like she Her has brand is about her... she's got bleach blonde hair. I'm she's kind of like she's a fierce um <laughs> Is she an Instagram person? Does she sell products? Like, what's what's? She, yeah, but she's she she's she's really just selling camp. She's very like she's all about camp, uh-huh. and her show is very campy. Right. And so she does these live shows singing. She does these live shows, and it's all about her being, you know, ruthless and unapologetic. Does she? Have which a is worse? Like, which is even worse because things? like. This ruthless, unapologetic woman now has to like really Apologize. show a little bit of respect and yeah. It's hurting the brand. It's hurting the brand. It's, it's actually destroying. It's it. happening with the death of the girl boss. It's, it's happening coinciding. with it's coinciding. Now my question yeah. is and something that I think needs to be addressed even more, which is and and mind you, she's of a certain age, and he's like in his eighties. Yeah, he looks a lot older. He's than a her. lot older than her. My question is: Oh, they're divorcing though now. Well, that oh God, it's such a complicated case because she divorced him like literally the day before. Well, she all knew. of this dropped. That's why. Well, that's that's Ooh, yeah. So it's kind of sus timing. It's super sus timing. Um. But the question is, I have is like, was she just genuinely in an abusive relationship? Like, I think he was horrible to her. Really? Mm-hmm. I, th- I mean, he was clearly a monster. Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, that's that's another great celebrity update. Yep. So. <laughs> I love. Tune in. To be- TBD. Yeah. Tune in to the documentary on Hulu and to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You know, I've never been a Housewives head. I think you should try it. Oh, God. I have tried it a little bit, but I feel like I just got. It's try really, with this season, maybe. It's really tough. For me to care. I know, me too. Or I get, you know what, I get annoyed by the influence that certain people have. I think it's really interesting because it just shows how easy it is to make a conflict happen between people. Yeah. But it always seems so fake to me. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well that's, that's about right. Like, it didn't seem like real conflict. Yeah. But the, I think people watch to like see people fake. Yeah, fake people. Yeah, and they're emotions. all just faking to each other, and then they have these interviews where they're like it's then re- being real. It's wrestling. It's wrestling. It's wrestling for different people, but mm-hmm. it's the same thing. There's mm-hmm. kayfabe. There's factionalism. There's heels. There's interviews. Mm-hmm. It's like that's it. who who wrote that essay about how like um, reality television is actually like the realest TV you can watch. It, it's like a it's like a um, Andy Bravo. Andy. No, 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 no. It's like Cohen. a no, 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 no. Andy Bravo. Oh my god. No, it's like a, it's like a philosopher that we both read and like. 
I can't remember who it is. I'll, I'll link it in the, in the show notes. But um, he was talking about how you're watching people react to the facade. Right, mm. right. I remember reading And there is, there's like a hint of like truth in it that like you really can't see. Well, that's what we were sort else. of talking about with the John Mulaney thing. It's like nothing is real. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What's real is how we react. Yeah. And yeah. what's real is... Is almost like the the puppeteers in the background, and those puppeteers feel very sort of in your face when you're watching reality television. Yeah. Yeah, you can see the gears turning. You can see the gears. Yeah. You heard it here first. Check out Real Housewives. Really interesting franchise. You won't regret it. <laughs> Wait, what, I feel like you said one other thing I wanted to talk about, and I forget. You were just zipping through. Rihanna becoming a billionaire. Mm, we could talk about that. Uh. And everybody was like, "Oh, the vaccine not really working." <laughs> really changing the game. I did like that. No, people say that like people people saying that like Brianna was or sorry Rihanna was allowed to be a billionaire annoyed me. Me I'm too. Just like me too. Have some fucking consistency yeah. with your morals. Yeah. Anyway, we can move on to that. I do like Rihanna, but like no billionaires. Period. Yeah, they're billionaires. I mean, just Crocs and mule culture taking off. There's not really much to say. Just everything's a sliding, a sliding door. Yeah. Sliding on your foot. I'm not, I, I think that you should get Crocs, Avi, because I feel like it would look good on you, but I'm not really a Crocs gal. Try it. <laughs> we did a, we did a style story about Crocs like years ago. Oh. Yeah, man, man or peller. You were, you had the pulse. Well, I guess people have been wearing them for a while now, but they're really reaching a fever pitch this summer. Well, they were never on platforms before. Right. They're, they've never been so high. <laughs> I mean, some of them are really high. I haven't seen the really high ones. Ooh, they're crazy looking. Yeah. I kind of, I support it. I'm trying to come through in a stiletto croc. Mm, for sure. I got the, I don't have the calves for it. (laughs) You do have very skinny little calves. Cut that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what's your last one, Avi? I don't really have a last one. I did a bad job of preparing. I was going to well, talk about. Well, it's my mo- fault. I was going to talk about movies that we've seen this yeah, summer. Yeah, let's saw, talk about movies. We saw Pig, Cruella, Green Knight. I got nothing to say. Nothing. Ma- I mean, I thought Nick Cage was good in Pig. I thought Green Knight was very pretty, but ultimately, I did not feel a connection with it. I thought Cruella was just an absolute nightmare mm-hmm. and uh, a grim state of affairs, two hours long somehow. Um, Everyone is always telling you that they love Dev Patel as if you're supposed to, like, respond to that. Yeah, it's, like, just like (laughs) everyone asked me if I saw Master of None. Thank God for Babe.net or whatever. So it's not getting asked. Although there is a new season that's apparently really good. I'm not really, I heard it. it was not good. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, but you actually do share some physical similarities with Deb Patel. Yeah, say. we both have the same hair color and skin <laughs> color. <laughs> oh, stop it. You know you agree. Um, is that true? He's so... Okay, but compared to Aziz and Zari, like, opposite. Like, yeah, you and... again, uh, I'm 6'2". Uh... <laughs> okay, so I'm just saying it's more than just being Indian with dark hair. Yeah. You guys have like beards and long. I mean, he has your exact same hair, and be- you have a fully beard. But yeah, I well, I don't know. Um, no one's asked me to be in a GQ shoot. Uh, the other thing that I have uh, that I always bring, but I did a half-ass job this time, was my Mike Lindell update. For the regular listeners, you will know that Mike Lindell is the CEO of My Pillow, and is trying to right the wrongs of our uh, electoral system mm-hmm. and to reinstall Trump as the rightful uh, president um, and remove the uh, sort of imposter government of Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. So What's uh, the latest? The latest is that he, it's, there's a salon report that he 
claims was done by Ant- Ant- Antifa or Antifa? Where are we on the pronunciation of that? I say Antifa. Antifa. We both said it differently. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I remember Trump being like, Antifa. Antifa. And I remember he really liked that. It reminded me of like that song, Tequila. Da, 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 da. So, oh, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> um, so... Anyways, so the Salon report came out. Uh, so a couple of things. He's recently sold his private plane in preparation for the Dominion lawsuit that's going against him, mm-hmm. Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, etc. People mm-hmm. who are spreading, uh, according to them, misinformation about the election. Mm-hmm. Um, he apparently has spent uh, $3 million on white hat hackers who are experts on quote-unquote packet capture. Hold for sound. Hold for sound. So he claims that uh, if you look at the packets, it's clear that China was um, doing uh, election manipulation. He also bought a house for a guy who was a former governor, uh, government contractor with a sketchy past in Naples, Florida. Mm. It's like a one and a half million dollar house. Um, and then the other sort of Mike Lindell update is that Doug Jensen, a guy who uh, stormed the Capitol on January 6th. Yeah. He chased Eugene Goodman, the cop that everyone started liking after saying ACAB all summer. Um, So Doug Jensen, he was, uh, I think, released because his lawyer made an impassioned plea that he had turned over a new leaf and that he was no longer engaged in the same activities that led him to Mm. storm the Capitol. Well, he's been thrown back in jail because he secretly, I think on a secret phone, streamed the Mike Lindell Symposium, the cyber symposium that he put on. He's literally back in jail. So he's back in jail. Incredible. And uh, uh, Mike Lindell claims that his cyber symposium was also infiltrated by Antifa. Mm. So that's the Mike Lindell update. Well, also, also, Michelle got you the book. So there's going to be more updates and more just sort of um, background info um, Mm -hmm. the next next time I'm on, on the pod if I'm invited back because I had a birthday recently and Michelle. Um, and Daniel mm-hmm. so generously gifted me with his with the prison copy of his memoirs from Crackhead to CEO. From yep. Crack Addict to CEO, if you're not inspired, maybe go check out, or if you are inspired, maybe go check out the, the book. But the prison yeah. edition. Yeah. The prison edition specifically. It doesn't have the hologram um, cover. It's just split down the middle, which yeah. is also interesting. Mm-hmm. It also is printed uh, with a really... Did you see the hologram one? I haven't seen the hologram one. I like the different I prefer picks. this edition. Yeah, the prison edition is a really nice low-res pick yeah. that sells the whole it's thing. It's incredibly low-res. Um, okay, well, should we finish on a wreck of the week? Yeah. Oh. Does anyone have one? I have one. Okay, you go first. Okay, my wreck of the week is, a, is an Instagram called Regret Counter. Mm. I sent one. this to Michelle, and you That's said you're obsessed. <laughs> oh, okay. Right, I remember that, clearly. <laughs> okay, it's... For those interested, the at is regret underscore counter underscore. And people send in um, basically what they consumed on a night out. This is what the bio of the, of the Instagram is. The Museum of Bad Behavior, Department of Submissions. Tell me what you did on your last hard night out. Oh, yeah, I do remember you sending And this. people write down like all the drugs that they did or like Why don't you snacks. read us a couple of yeah. uh, choice choice cuts okay this was um this was a recent one 20 milligrams of adderall mm. a quote-unquote bite of percocet three glasses of white wine two glasses of sparkling red one frozen margarita three margaritas mm. 
Just that, that was a That's Wednesday a classic night. Friday. Oh, Wednesday. Okay, here's another one from uh, <laughs> last week. Truly, that's the um, white claw. The seltzer. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah. yeah, spike seltzer. Truly, truly, LSD, white claw, white claw, MDMA, MDMA, truly, Coke, MDMA, truly, Coke. And Is this same. all in one night? <laughs> yeah. Are they still alive? Well, they sent in what they did. So I take it they wow. are. Anyway, it's kind of dark. And if you're if you're like sober and this is triggering, you probably don't want to check it out. It's more just like absolute like dark curiosity. It doesn't even like most of it doesn't even sound fun. Like read the most recent one. Okay, but this one makes it sound like the account is fake. But yeah, I mean But it's not. But like he's well, in the comments. I'd like defending. to fact check these. <laughs> yeah, I mean in general, it's like you're doing LSD and then going back to White Claw. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Take and me then through the night. doing MDMA and then Coke and then MDMA again. This is a dark account. Like people will be like, "I didn't show up to lunch." Like my family says they're cutting me off. Like things like that. It's kind of dark. It's definitely like a dark account, but it's also fun. And a lot of like New York people follow it and comment on it. Like New York media people. Mm. Like Nomi Fry is always in the comments. Yeah. She's a staff writer at the New yeah. Yorker. It's very like I've seen, everyone's. I've seen what's the comments. word I'm looking for? It's like more. Oh, that's morbid curiosity. Uh-huh. Um, it's really it's it's a little bit sad, but it's also just like it paints this picture of like an underworld that um, you nor- is normally like kept secret. Mm. Also, it makes me feel less bad bad about like my bad behavior. It reminds yeah. me. It reminds me so much of the famous Hunter S. Thompson, uh, like his. Routine before we would start writing. Yeah. You know what I'm talking Have you ever read that? No. Should we look that up? Yeah, pull that up. That's a fun one to Hunter go S. Into. Thompson Daily Routine. Yeah. Okay, for you who don't know, Hunter S. Thompson, famous for creating. Gonzo it? journalism. Gonzo journalism. He was a Gonzo journalist. He did Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Fear and Loathing yeah. on a Campaign Trail. Uh, he was embedded with the uh, Hell's Angels and wrote a really good book about yes. that. Yes, okay. Yes. Yes. Um, and like. <laughs> fucked up uh, Bill Murray and Johnny Depp and shit when mm. they hung out. Okay, so this is the title of his daily routine. Hunter S. Thompson's daily routine makes your benders look like church. <laughs> Which, by the way, is the exact point of regret counter. On Boss Hunting Mag. <laughs> okay. Um, 3 p.m. Rise. Mm. Already respect. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love a 3 p.m. rise. 3.05 p.m. Ch- uh, how do you say that? Is that sh- Shivas? Shivas Regal? It's scotch whiskey. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, 3 p.m. rise. 3.05 p.m. Chivas Regal whiskey with the morning papers. Mm. Dunhills. Sigs. Sigs. 3.45 p.m. Cocaine. Mm. 3.50 p.m. Another glass of Chivas Dunhill. 4.05 p.m. First cup of coffee. Dunhill. Hmm. Wait an hour before that first cup of coffee. Respect. <laughs> yeah. 4.15 p.m. Cocaine. 4.16 p.m. Orange juice. Dunhill. 4.30 p.m. Cocaine. 4.54 p.m., cocaine. 5.05 p.m., cocaine. 5.11 p.m., coffee, Dunhills. 5.30 p.m., more ice in the shivas. 5.45 p.m., cocaine, etc., etc. 6 p.m., grass to take the edge off the day. Mm. 7.05 p.m., Woody Creek Tavern for lunch. Heineken, two margaritas, coleslaw, a taco salad, a double order of fried fried onion rings, carrot cake, ice cream, a bean fritter, Dunhills, another Heineken, cocaine, and for the ride home, a snow cone. A glass of shredded ice over which pour, over, over which is poured three or four jiggers of shivas. 9 p.m. 
Start snorting cocaine seriously. Yeah, yeah. He's got to get to work. No, now it's time to get serious. <laughs> 10 p.m. drops acid. 11 mm. p.m. chartreuse cocaine grass. 11.30 p.m. cocaine, etc., etc. 12 a.m. midnight. Hunter S. Thompson is ready to write. <laughs> nice. 12.05 to 6 a.m. Chartreuse, cocaine, grass, shivas, coffee, Heineken, clove cigarettes, grapefruit, Dunhills, orange juice, gin, continuous pornographic movies. 6 a.m., the hot tub, champagne, Dove bars, fettuccine Alfredo. 8 a.m., Halcyon. 8.20 a.m., sleep. Huh. And so his heart we try still it? works? You know, the part that grosses me out the most is the fettuccine. Straight up. <laughs> really? I that agree. sounded pretty it, good to me. Also, the other thing that grossed me out was the grapefruit. It feels very like I don't know. So our bitter. notes. So our notes on the day between are take out the grapefruit and don't eat the pasta at the end of the day. Yeah, it's yes. like otherwise those it's pretty early. Notes. Those carbs are gonna kill you. It's like a... uh, yeah, don't you know the citrus is bad for your teeth, Hunter S. Thompson? Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, he's quite dead. Hmm. When did he die? He and how old was he? Immediately after doing his Grub Street diet. Yeah. There. <laughs> Was that a Grub Street diet? No. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. He was born in 1937. Died in 2005. Oh, wow. He was the he founded the Gonzo Journalist Movement. Mm. That's it. We owe a lot to this we guy. We owe a lot to him. Um, Fear cool. and Loathing in Las Vegas, lot, which is based on him. Based on him yeah, right? yeah. He wrote it. Oh, he wrote it. He wrote it, yeah. So, yes. Um, yeah, a little, a little bit of a view into that. Hmm. Life, but. Anyway, that. if you think that's fun to read, you should follow Regret Counter because it does get a little wild on there. It gets wacky. It, it's, I do want to just say it's dark. I, I, I know that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Watching it. Hey, I'm editing right now. This is future me. And I just feel like one thing I think I should have said is that I feel like this account is like coming from the perspective of like rich party kids. I don't know if that's true. But that's how I read it. So I think of it as kind of like in that genre of literature, like Brett Easton Alice vibes. But I definitely can see why someone might not find this entertaining. And I am not here to morally defend this account or even morally defend myself for liking it. Was this a necessary caveat? I don't know, but I'm adding it. Um, okay, what's your wreck of the week? What's yours? Uh, mine, my wreck of the week is going otter mode. It's a thing that I re re uh, recently put words to, mm -hmm. which is when I tuck myself into bed, I start reading my book, and I got my sleep mask mm. and my bookmark, and I place them in my chest. Uh, it's Really, it's using your body as a table in bed. Mm. Yes. I, I need, all sorts of items can be stored on your chest. In I bed. love that. Yeah. yeah. It's like huh. when you watch an otter who's doing tricks, and they have like balls that they play yeah. with and stuff. It's always just right here, floating yeah. in, front of their, in front of their arms like while a, they're laying back. Like one of those bed desks. Yeah. Yeah, but like just your but body. Just but you. like, just yeah. just, I'm the bed desk. It's really mm. about self-love. Otter yeah. is about self-love. Yep. Oh my God, what do I have to rack? What's your rack? Um, I made brisket for Rosh Hashanah. Oh. And I would recommend cooking it longer than six hours. <laughs> <laughs> you had the rare brisket? We had a really tough brisket. <laughs> Wait, should you, should you tell the story about buying the brisket? Yeah, my dad had me buy an eight-pound brisket, uh -huh. and um, the butcher was like, so how are you going to prepare this? Like, the classic one, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was, I fully have never cooked a brisket. You were like, totally? Yeah, and I was like, absolutely, yeah. No, I'm going to do the classic, you know, 
a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and then I'm going to get it going. And yeah, I'm a chef. <laughs> just butcher talk. Just butcher talk. I mean, I did I did just watch the Megan Fox movie, uh-huh. which like, I mean, I would recommend. It's not that I wouldn't recommend it. Okay, that's, that's a recommendation in and of itself. <laughs> it's not that I'd say no. She yeah. wouldn't. Not. I wouldn't not recommend, recommend the new Megan Fox movie. Yeah, she mm-hmm. gives it not a thumbs down. I don't give it a thumbs down. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, everybody's really got their week plan then based on yeah. those recs. Uh-huh. <laughs> A little bit of everything. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on, guys. Thanks Absolutely. for having us. It's my honor to have you here for Pop Quiz. That was fun. That was fun. And that's all, folks. I will see you on Friday for my new Friday Rex email. By the way, I asked on Friday, my last Friday Rex email, aka the first Friday Rex email, if you, the podcast listeners, would mind me not sending out an email about this podcast and just having it sort of populating your podcast apps as well as populate on my Substack page so you could access the same kind of little email, but just online. It sounds like most people prefer to keep the email, actually like the overwhelming majority, So I'm going to just keep doing that. Um, And for people who don't want the email, for like the couple people who were like, I would love one less email, I would recommend just like setting up a little rule in your email so that like my podcast emails just like go into a folder and you never see them in your main inbox. But anyway, thank you so much for all your feedback and thank you so much for um, contributing your recs in my Friday email last week. I'm really excited about this new format. I think it's really fun and I will see you in a few days for it. Okay, thank you so much for listening and thank you to Soft Streak for my theme music. I will see you next week. Bye. We do it, stuff.